promised if she became pregnant, she would give the son up to the Lord for all the days of his life. It must have been difficult for Hannah to leave her son at the house of God, but she wasn't sad. In fact, in 1 Samuel 2 verse 1, she exclaims, My heart rejoices in the Lord. But Eli's adult sons Hophni and Phinehas disregarded God's word, slept with women who served at the tabernacle, and were bad examples to Samuel. Eli should have dismissed his sons from the ministry, but he seemed to care more for them than for the Lord. He rebuked his sons, but let them keep their positions without changing their behavior. Christian parents may also be tempted to put their children ahead of God. They may even tolerate ungodliness within their own home. Anyone who loves their son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me, said Jesus in Matthew 10:37. Putting our children ahead of God is a serious sin and a serious disservice to our children. You've been listening to Learn the Bible in a Year, presented by Bibles for the World. Lives are being transformed across the globe through the power of God's Word. Now you can learn and understand the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. Sign up today to receive one month free of Learn the Bible in a Year, short, practical lessons designed to help you better understand God's Word. You'll get the first month of lessons free when you visit BiblesfortheWorld.org slash book. That's BiblesfortheWorld.org slash book. WTRJ, Orange Park, Jacksonville. WAYL, St. Augustine. WATY, Folkestone, Georgia. Online at ilovethetruth.com. Meet Hillary. She's a student at Cakeable. Cakeable is a ministry where people with developmental disabilities bake delicious treats and share the light of Jesus Christ. I just love baking and... I love God. So I just show God to a customers. In spite of her challenges, Hillary finds joy in the God she shares with her customers. Billy Graham talks about the joy and inner peace you find when the light of Christ shines in your life. Money cannot buy this type of peace. It comes as a gift from God after we've trusted his son, Jesus Christ. I beg of you to receive Christ today and begin a life of inward happiness and peace. You can be happy today by giving your life to Christ. If you'd like to know more about having the inner peace that comes from a relationship with Jesus Christ, visit us at findpeacewithgod.net. That's findpeacewithgod.net. We're the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. Hey folks, good afternoon. Welcome to SWAT Radio. Doug and Brad here in studio this Monday afternoon, February 26. Glad you tuned in and uh, man, you're in for a treat this week. We're going to have some fun on the radio today. Oh, yeah, we will. <laughs> but there is there is a lot going on, man. Another, I don't know if you saw this, Brad, there was another uh, school that forfeited, a Christian school forfeited uh, because they, uh, a girls basketball game because they were not going to play a transgender, mm-hmm. a team with a transgender person on it. And uh, the state banned them, banned them from playing. Uh, what state is it this? It was Vermont. Vermont uh, they banned them from playing and um, 
and now I think they're they're appealing that. And uh, but again, this issue is not going away. Um, they, I think um, that the, the guy's been on several news cycles uh, about it, but it's um, it, it was a Christian school, and they just said, "Listen, uh, we're not going to play because." It's dangerous for the girls. Mm-hmm. This guy said, who was a coach, like, I got four daughters. I'm not going to send my girls out there to play against a guy who is pretending to be a girl. I mean, it's. You and I, I think we mentioned this. We last talked week. about it last week. Remember <clears throat> where, the where, body slam? Yeah. Where are, the, where are the, the dads? Yeah. Uh, what is the answer to this? Yeah. And, and Doug, this kind of. And I'll be the first one to admit when you have kids that are succeeding in sports you want what's best for them whether it's they're pursuing um, uh, a scholarship possibly uh, records whatever that might be it's a difficult decision to say i'm going to pull my kids out of this yes i mean Uh, we've we've made uh, we've made youth sports an idol and uh it takes one to know one if you know what i mean i've been there uh, where my kids have succeeded at a high level in sports, and I didn't want to pull them out. Yeah. I never had a reason to pull them out like this, but uh, here, here is we've kind of reached that point, I believe. Yeah, it's a, it's 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 a pretty bad place, and people uh, are are starting to speak out. And um, have you been following this Alabama Supreme Court ruling, uh, which is interesting? I don't. Uh, I don't know where I'm at on this. It's kind of kind of interesting because the way they are. I mean, when when does life begin? And mm-hmm. Lori and I were talking about it. According to the Bible, the life is in the blood, right? That's right. There's no blood mm-hmm. in an in a in a petri dish. Yeah. <laughs> There's not. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Do you see what I'm saying? Not, the, not the, as uh, not, the, uh, not the, as the one person said. It's a hopeful blob. Yeah, it, yeah. There's no life apart from the blood. I mean, the, 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 there has to be blood for an organism to have a human organism to have life, right? Mm. Without no blood, there's no oxygen. There's no breathing. There's nothing. There's no life. So how how did they come in and say it, it's life in a petri dish? Mm-hmm. Do you understand yes. what I'm saying? Yeah. I understand property. Right. I mean, and and this is where it gets, this is where technology really causes some issues because prior to, let's say, 20 years ago, this would, this wouldn't, the technology right. wasn't there. And, and now we have the technology to continue to try to, to bring life, mm-hmm. but the life is in the blood. It's not. It's not in just an egg and an in a in a sperm meeting, because without that egg and sperm attaching to the wall of a uterus and getting the blood from the mother the way God intended, right? Right. So when they so the ruling, I'm a little confused by how they came to the place of saying that this is a a, a life. Thing. Well, obviously, uh, unborn children. Yeah. Right? The this this case. Uh, in Alabama, and I, I don't, I don't know enough about it to get into it. And I agree with you. I think it's an interesting um, scenario when th- they're talking about in vitro fertilization, when you have um, 
an egg and a sperm that have come together and in in a petri dish Mm -hmm. like you're talking about yeah as uh moeller talked about it's the clash of world views over the definition of life on display in the aftermath of this alabama supreme court decision is it is it a hopeful blob of you know well i mean he he clearly thinks it's life it's you know but how can it be life without without the blood blood, and and then this is what i'm saying and i i don't normally disagree with dr (laughs) moeller but the 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 thing about this is is that we know that life in the womb that life in the womb is there's blood flowing between the mother and the child so we know that's a lot yeah but outside of the womb when there's no life blood flowing so there's no heartbeat no, no. I mean, right. there's not there's not any blood. Right. And it, it's it's mm-hmm. just it hasn't happened yet. And so uh, this is where we got to be careful when we start almost playing God in this right. sense of right. of this. I don't so. interesting. I don't know what your stance is on IVF. I haven't really thought about it. It it took this ruling and listening to what Doctor Moeller's been talking about to kind of figure out. Where where do I land on this? And I don't think he's a big fan. I don't of, either of IVF. No, I don't think he is either. But it, it, for this very reason, that if you take this mm-hmm. to its conclusion and you destroy a million, you know, petri dishes, are you destroying a million lives? Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was um, Dennis another day quoted um, Saint Gregory who said. Brothers and friends, let us never allow ourselves to misuse what has been given to us by God's gift. And we're getting to a point now with technology where we can misuse it. We mm-hmm. start playing God. We start, mm. uh, I mean, like, oh, you know, when do we, okay, we can we can uh, engineer this so we create a baby with blonde hair, a baby with black hair, a baby with blue eyes, a baby with green eyes. You know, is that okay? No, it's really. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. God says, "I made the mute. I made the blind. Mm. He He makes us, and we're just getting onto slippery, slippery slopes here." And I'm just not so sure. I agree that this was the right decision and i know a lot of people are going that are pro-life are like this is great this is great but when you think about the implications and let's think about it biblically the life is in the blood where is the blood there is none Hmm. so i don't know just something to ponder on our monday (laughs) as we start and get ready to jump into some other maybe we should have brought this up on wednesday when my (laughs) brain was a little more (laughs) yeah a little more engaged. A little more engaged. You have Monday, exactly. Monday fog oh, going man, on. big time. Big well, time. Well, we had a good little small group last <laughs> we night. We did. That was sweet time. Yeah. Sweet time. And uh, thank you guys for handling Friday. And Friday, I was over in uh, Tallahassee, and we were ministering to some state law enforcement people over there and um, doing some training. Uh, again, faith-based training, mm. which is absolutely mm. incredible. Um, what a cool opportunity big, that is. A big <clears throat> thanks to Governor DeSantis for even sanctioning 
faith-based organizations and, you know, partnering with state agencies to do things like feed hungry people, take care of homeless people, and now train law enforcement people to be the ministers of justice that they are to be out in the community. And what better way can they be ministers of justice than if they are following Jesus? Right? When you brought that up last night, I, that's a, it's a great term because it's a biblical term, uh, ministers of justice. When you share that with them, I'm assuming you do share that with them. Yes. How, what's their take on that? that I mean, it, it's I'm very, assuming you're working with some non-believers. Oh, well, there's well, nobody has actually come out in any of the training and said they're not a believer. But there are definitely what I would call churched non-believers mm. or ch- people who are not really fully engaged in the process. Like yeah. they, they, yeah. they're they're what you might call. Uh, in fact, we're going to be studying this week at SWAT um, the parable of the sower and the soils, and you look at the four different types of soil that Jesus talks about. Only one of them is a true follower. The other three aren't. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the people that we encounter in our world would fall into categories two and three in America. In America, they're just flat out. uh, They're they're either seeking material things, Mm -hmm. which is the Hellenistic influence coming in, or they're just uh, superficial. They, they, They have been brought up maybe with some kind of spiritual... Um, uh, guidance, but it, it, the it's things just, of the world. Yeah, have, it's have. just a curiosity for mm-hmm. them. You know, yeah, it's the right thing to do, but um, but there's no real buy-in to Jesus being King all the time in their life. Not that he's that they got to be perfect, but there needs to be an understanding. I'm loyal to Jesus, the King. Yeah, he's he's the one. It's and, an acknowledgement that he is. He's not just Savior. He's Lord. You can't have one or the other. No. Right. You can't have one without the one other. One without yeah, the you other. You can't exactly. divorce that. So uh, anyway, I, uh, I I was very grateful to be able to do it. I, I do it with this guy named Billy, who's a great guy and uh, really grown in my friendship with him over the years. He is was a 24-year Navy SEAL. And, uh, you know, anybody who does that, for 24 years is, wow. I mean they mm. just they command respect and his dad was a preacher and really and, yeah and it's so it's it's a really good connection to him and and I enjoy that time together and you know you look back Brad over your your lifetime just like you do like as a haberdashery mm-hmm. guy I mm-hmm. mean uh, and uh, me being in the Marines and the FBI and on the SWAT team and you see how God takes everything he puts into your life for his purposes. Yeah. Nothing's wasted. Mm. He doesn't, you know, sometimes you see, well, why did I learn to do that? Like, why did I learn <laughs> to shoot and, right. and learn to be so good at mm-hmm. shooting? Uh, what's the purpose of that? Well, yeah. you see, there is a purpose in that down the road uh, because there's no better person you want to be a good shot than mm. a law enforcement protector, somebody yeah. whose job it is to enforce the law, to mm-hmm. take care, protect the vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's really good to go. And I told him, if you want to be the best agent, you can be the best operator you can be. you got to be a Jesus follower first. 
So I know you've read that book uh, by Tim Keller, Every Good Endeavor. Yeah. Uh, such a good book. It speaks to the idea that what you do, you do with excellence. I mean, obviously, Colossians 3, 23, and 24 speak to that idea. Mm-hmm. But whatever you're going to do, do as unto the Lord. So you do it with excellence, whether you're a firearms instructor, whether you're a preacher, whether you're a realtor, carpenter, whatever. Do it with excellence. With excellence. Yeah. Hey, we're going to take a quick break. That was fast. 844-777-7928. If you want to call in, we'd love to hear from you. 844-777-7928. You can also email us any questions or comments that you might have. Send that to ask at SWATradio.com. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after the break. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. Joshua 1.9 states, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Highway to Eternity Ministries is dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope. The ministry seeks to serve those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ's church. They use published works to teach God's word and share the encouraging testimonies of lives that have been transformed through God's power and grace. Highway to Eternity Ministries serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. For more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904-436-5175 or visit www.highwaytoeternity.com. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a proud sponsor of SWAT Radio. SWAT Radio is brought to you in part by Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. is a full-service sales door and window installation company. Both of the owners are licensed contractors and are involved in the daily operations of the company. All of their trucks are company-owned and fully equipped. Their mission is to provide Jacksonville and the surrounding area with door and window replacement services. To learn more, call 904-701-3667. That's 904-701-DOOR. Or online at www.acedoor.com. The Florida Georgia Truth Network, heard in Amelia Island at 91.3. There I was on death row, guilty in the first degree. Son of God hanging on him. Hell was my destiny. The crowd was shouting. Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. Brad and Doug here on this Monday afternoon, February 26th. Glad you tuned in. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a little diversion from our normal uh, text that we've been working through in the Gospel of Mark. And uh, we're going to be looking at uh, discerning living in a deceptive world. And, of course, usually we take that first segment to kind of talk about things that are going on in the world. And 
Boy, Doug, it's uh, it's headline news every every day. It is of, of a world that is very deceptive. Well, and um, you know, it's the the reason we have to be discerning is to guard the good deposit. We have yeah. to guard what Christ has given us. And you know, when I was out in Dallas, I went to Stonebriar Church and I met John Hanna, who was a professor at DTS. He's a great guy, just a good mentor. And you know, John said. You know, churches just don't hear an idea, a new idea from the world and, and go, well, I don't believe the Bible anymore. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. not how it mm-hmm. works. He said they lose their passion for God. And um, when you lose your passion, the Bible just becomes information. It becomes academic. The virgin birth, the deity of Jesus, the gospel of Jesus, euangelion, that hell, the subject of hell, teachings are just all intellectual points. And he said, people don't die for intellectual points, for doctrine. We die because of our loyalty to the God who called us to teach, protect, and pass on that doctrine. And, um, you know, the Bible isn't just about information. It's about our hearts. And, you know, we... We talked about Alistair Begg a few weeks ago. In fact, yesterday I saw a message he preached where he basically just said, I'm not going to repent. He said, I repent every day, but I'm not repenting of what I said about this mother attending a homosexual wedding or trans wedding, which is sad for me. It's very sad. But as I was was thinking about that and him, because he's been so faithful for all the years, I kind of have been confronted with my own thing that God was convicting me about. You know, over the past seven years, Lori and I have watched, we've shared, we've promoted the Chosen TV series or the, you know, the Chosen series. Um, And when it first came out, we were excited about the historical and cultural elements of life in Israel the humanity of the characters, including the character that played Jesus in that series. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've had uh, the writer, director, Dallas Jenkins on SWAT radio several times to answer questions about the series. And we were willing to overlook what I believe was small oversights and incorrect storylines due to it not being scripture. It was a television show. Mm-hmm. So I kind of said, but. In hindsight now, looking back, and the conviction I feel now, it, it, it's a television show about God. And and they're driving the point home. It, it We want people to go to the Bible. Well, if you're making a series about God and a series, even if it's a TV show, it needs to be scriptural. Anything about God, Yahweh, needs to be scriptural. And after viewing season four episodes and reflecting over the many questions that surrounded the cast and the writing and even Dallas Jenkins recent interviews he's done God's convicted me that that, uh, we have been promoting error and uh, we repented of that with God Lori and I did Uh, I repented and she repented before our Bible studies and now I am repenting before you, the listening audience. If you're listening to this now, I am so sorry for not being more discerning as a teacher and a leader. And I want to publicly express my sadness 
and my repentance over misleading anyone to follow error or go against God's word in any way. I love God's word. It's a precious gift to me, and I don't want to do anything to diminish it, uh, the sufficiency of it, or to take anything away. So going forward, his light ministries, SWAT Bible studies, and SWAT radio can no longer affirm the Chosen series. And we join with other ministry leaders in calling for Dallas Jenkins and other believers who are involved in that program to repent of, of partnering with false teachers, leading others into idolatry, and diminishing the sufficiency of Scripture. And you go, wait a minute, false teachers? And yeah, in an interview a few years ago, Dallas Jenkins was being interviewed on a Mormon podcast. And um, I'm going to quote him. I played him for the Bible study, so everybody at SWAT Radio heard, and you can hear it because Dallas has done several subsequent interviews where he walks it back and says, I didn't mean it that way, but it is very clear what he says. And this is a direct quote. This has been one of the top three fascinating and beautiful parts of this journey, learning so much about your faith traditions, talking about Mormon faith traditions, and realizing for all the stuff we don't see eye to eye on, that's all based on stuff that has happened after Jesus was here, the stories we do agree on. We love the same Jesus. That's not something we often hear. What you hear is, oh, they believe in a different Jesus than we do. And then he says this. He says, I will sink or swim on that statement. I don't mind getting criticized for the show. I don't mind being called a blasphemer. But I don't like it when my friends are. I've made it very clear that if I go down, I'm going to go down swinging and protecting my friends and my brothers and sisters referring to LDS friends. And, you know, Second John 10 says, if anyone, if anyone comes to you and does not bring this teaching, do not receive him into your house or give him a greeting, for whoever greets him takes part in his wicked works. So Dallas doesn't believe that it's okay to say that Mormon theology is a cult or Mormons are not Mormon theology. Mormons are worshiping in a cult. Uh, listen, Mormons are not a denomination. Their theology about the euangelion, the gospel is different. Paul says, if anyone preaches a different euangelion, a different gospel, let him be accursed. And also Dallas has used the term plausible a lot versus scriptural. And what we saw in season four was plausible has replaced scriptural. There were several instances of things that happened that were direct contradictions of scripture. I mean, they, they, they were, it was just, they were contradictory to scripture, but it was plausible, but they, they were trying to build a backstory to characters and I'm not going to reveal it all, but, but when Really, when it comes to Jesus, if it ain't in Scripture, then God didn't want us to know it. And I was even reminded, Brad, of things we've said, things I've said. Um, some of the writers put things in Dallas's mouth, not Dallas, I'm sorry, in Jonathan Rumi's mouth, the character that plays Jesus. And one of the statements is, get used to different. 
Jesus hmm. didn't say that, but people quote that as if he stated it. They quote it in arguments authoritatively as if, as if it's scripture and it's not. It's a line from the television show. People are quoting other characters on there and teachings that quote the character Jesus did that were not scriptural. And so uh, also Jonathan Rumi himself, the character who plays Jesus, is using the popularity platform of the chosen to teach a false gospel. In one interview, he was sharing his testimony and he quoted scripture. And when he quoted scripture, he actually changed his voice from his normal speaking tone of Jonathan Rumi into the voice he uses when he plays Jesus for effect, as if that's going to give it more authority or more oomph. And then uh, at one event, he's recounting a story of a lady who ran up to him at an event and fell down at his feet saying, Jesus, 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 help me. Her son had recently died. And his response was not, no, I'm not Jesus. <laughs> no, he said he didn't know what to do. He said he felt humbled to comfort her. And Dallas even said people are growing closer to Jesus from the chosen. God has chosen to reveal himself through his word by his spirit. And, you know, we in America, we tend to gravitate toward less demanding disciplines like watching a video, listening to a podcast rather than reading and studying God's word. So God has called us as his people to be discerning. However, we have become very shallow in this country and we've become biblically illiterate and ignorant. And we have no fidelity when it comes to God's word. And you know, over in Jude 3, Jude says, I found it necessary to write appealing to you to contend for the faith that was once for all delivered to the saints for certain people have crept in unnoticed they've crept in and quite frankly i feel like it, it crept in with me and i did and i just want to acknowledge again to any listeners out there that we have led to this series we repent we can no longer affirm it and that you know people go yeah but the first seasons were good no, if their foundation is messed up, the whole thing's messed up, and there was a problem with it. And uh, I had godly friends, Votie Bauckham and John MacArthur and others who struggled with it, and I just kind of blew it off. And so um, Jesus said in Matthew 7, you know, he, he talked about false teachers. He said, you will know them by their fruits. In Acts 20, Paul says, fierce wolves will come in among us. Titus 1.9 says that the leaders should rebuke those who contradict sound doctrine. So in guarding the good deposit, we have to be willing to do those hard things. And so when we come back, we're going to continue. I'm going to share a few other things, and then we'll get into our text for the week. And and again, I know we're going to get some calls, and so... Uh, we're, we're ready. <clears throat> Feel free. 844-777-7928. That's 844-777-SWAT. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to send those to ask at SWATradio.com. That's A-S-K at SWATradio.com. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after the break.
With SRN News, I'm John Scott. A warm front is sweeping spring-like weather across a large swath of the country and what is usually one of the coldest months of the year. However, there is change on the way. National Weather Service meteorologist Andrew Orison says a storm system is coming through the Pacific Northwest over the next few days. In addition to the snowfall, we're going to have temperatures dropping, and it's going to be quite windy as well, and so that's going to certainly cause some travel concerns uh, over the next couple of days. But the uh, snowfall potential, at least for the Rockies, northern central Rockies, could be upwards of a couple of feet. So it will definitely be very wintry-like. Orison says severe weather will move through the mid-Mississippi Valley and continue into portions of the Great Lakes. Also at SRNews.com, the next presidential primary is Tuesday in the Wolverine State. Now that Donald Trump's made it four in a row with his win in South Carolina, the next contest comes Tuesday in Michigan. I have never seen the Republican Party so unified as it is right now. But Nikki Haley isn't giving up, saying many voters want an alternative. In the next 10 days, another 21 states and territories will speak. They have the right to a real choice. I'm Jackie Quinn. Hungary's parliament ratifying Sweden's bid to join NATO. This brings an end to more than 18 months of delays that have frustrated the alliance. Hungary's government submitted the protocols for approving Sweden's entry into NATO in 2022, but that matter had stalled in parliament. The Israeli military has struck targets of the terrorist Hezbollah group deep inside Lebanon. At least two Hezbollah members have been killed. Stocks have turned lower. The Dow is down 75 points. The Nasdaq, four points in the red. This is SRN News. You are invited to participate in a broadcast ministry of First Conservative Baptist Church with Dr. Gene A. Youngblood. And let's face the issues. This program allows you, the listener, to call in and ask your questions about current issues. Dr. Youngblood deals with moral, ethical, and political issues that face our culture and the church. Tune in every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. on 91.7 for expository preaching by Dr. Gene A. Youngblood. Dr. Youngblood is the pastor-founder of First Conservative Baptist Church and the founder-president of Conservative Theological University. Let's Face the Issues can be heard daily on 91.7, 91.3, and 91.9. At 11.30 a.m., don't miss these relevant broadcasts. Invite others to tune in also. Stop and go traffic still northbound on 95. Backed up between Emerson and past Bay Meadows. It's going to add about 20 extra minutes to your drive, all because that right lane is blocked at Emerson. Again, that's northbound on 95. Backed up between Emerson and Bay Meadows. When you see a traffic tie-up, give us a call. It's 901-7233. Lots of sunshine this afternoon with the high in the low to mid-70s. This evening clear with an overnight low of 49. Right now, it's 79 degrees. I push, I pull, go back and forth, finding myself. Pounding on a locked door, I try to make it out alone without your help. But I know I never win this war. Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. Brad and Doug here this afternoon. Glad you tuned in. If you want to call, 
Number is open, 844-777-7928. If you have questions or comments, you can always email us at ask at SWATradio.com. We're looking at, I love this title, Doug, Discerning Living in a Deceptive World, Guarding the Good Deposit, 2 Timothy 2, 14 through 19. I've read this. I wanted to share this quote with you. I thought you might find it uh, valuable. Uh, A.W. Tozer said, For not only does sound reason direct us to refuse the guidance of those who do or teach anything wrong, but it is by all means vital for the lover of truth, regardless of the threat of death, to choose to do and say what is right, even before saving his own life. Hmm. Wow. That's Are you willing to guard the, the good deposit that, that much to death? Yeah, that's a, a lot of people have, Brad. Yes, absolutely. They, they have. And uh, the problem today is we live in a culture where people fear. And, um, you know, it is... Um, It's getting more and more difficult for church leaders and pastors to take a stand, Um, you know. So um, I I don't know. I I think back to when it it almost is like we need a good dose of persecution to make Mm. people realize what's important and what's not. Because when, when there's not persecution, well, there's no real... You know, people just like, okay, if I blow it off, there's no big deal, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Listen to this in light of what you just said. And part of what you said, even in the the, uh, second segment, was talking about the disciplines. Uh, We must face the fact that many today are notoriously careless in their living. This Mm -hmm. attitude finds its way into the church. We have liberty. We have money. We live in comparative luxury. As a result, discipline practically has disappeared. Mm. You know, and and uh, this isn't to say you know we shouldn't listen to podcasts or watch TV programs or anything. But I think the what, what we're going to probably get at a lot this week is is um, being discerning. Uh, was it you? I can't remember who shared this illustration about how do you how do you know. Um, when something isn't real, you know, uh, thinking of money that uh, you have to look at the real thing to know what the wrong thing is. Exactly. You have to look at truth. And that's part of the problem is the, the audience of the chosen series a lot of times is very biblically ignorant, ignorant Mm -hmm. for you and I to look at it we start seeing, oh, this ain't measuring up. What's wrong? This is not matching with what Scripture says. But for other people, they take it as Scripture. And and so that's a problem because it's not Scripture. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why when they misrepresent uh, something in there, for instance, in, one se- uh, the, in this last season, the healing of a blind man, they didn't do it where it took place. They completely rewrote the story. Well, it's a television show, so you can do that. Well, yeah, but if you do that, what else are you doing it with? Yeah, I mean, if you're mm-hmm. you're either going to be true to the Bible or you're not. Mm-hmm. And uh, and there's a real problem when you start putting words in the mouth of Jesus that aren't there. Yeah. Is it plausible? 
Could he have said it? Yes. But scripture has revealed to us what God wants. And I, I know we got a caller, Mariah. Welcome to SWAT Radio. Hello. <clears throat> How are you? I'm good. Uh, thanks for listening. You, do you have a question? Yes, I do. Uh, and some comments I made to your uh, caller, call screener. Uh-huh. I have been a Christian. I've been a Christian since 1969. Mm-hmm. Um, but the first 25 years, I think I called you once before and said I was very much involved in legalism. And just, I didn't even know it. But I feel that your group and many churches, and, and it's only because I've been in it and I came out of it and I know Jesus and I know the freedom to be a slave to Jesus Christ is freedom. That's what Paul said. Yep. However, when you start talking about disciplines and 10 points to do this, and I believe this is where the problem is. I, I saw the problem with that chosen, and I'm not saying it to, you know, tout my blow a whistle for myself i'm saying i knew from the first time i heard, saw uh the first season uh comments about it i watched like five minutes of it and then i read online some objections and i thought why don't people look more carefully into this who's in the background who's writing it and why are they doing it mm-hmm. and I'm very grieved because my husband goes to a church where the pastor and thinks it's wonderful that they all get together as a group and go watch it and kind of a liberally kind of church. And I won't go. I I just won't go. I'm strong. I go uh, other places, but they're all, to tell you the truth, there's a lot of spiritual ignorance out there. And I personally used to be in the ministry with my husband, and I'm glad we're out of it because that's when I found Jesus. But I'm telling you that I believe that God's going to hold the preachers and the pastors a lot more accountable for what they're teaching out there and what they're allowing in their churches. And I'm, I mean, it's in the Bible, but we are ignorant of the Bible. We truly are. Mm-hmm. And I think that's by, that's by choice. Mm-hmm. I, people don't delve into it anymore. And, and that's why they fall for these things. And God's going to hold these these men accountable. But I will say that I respect the fact that you acknowledged today, because I've, I've listened off and on to you, but when I started hearing people endorsing the Chosen on different shows, I just turned them off. I knew that you didn't have the discernment or you didn't have the research, but so it, it just turned me off. But I just happened to turn it on the minute you said, you are apologizing for leading people into that, and I respect that. I truly do, and I wish more. I wish my husband would look more carefully at it, but I have to pray about that and just keep leaving it to God. Hmm. But another example to me of how the church is biblically illiterate today is that that ad that was on the Super Bowl about. Oh, you the, know, I know that. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, well, the, he, gets he, gets yeah. he gets us. He gets us. He gets us. But so many people even think that that was really, it's a nice, smooth way of kind of accepting Jesus. And that's what the world wants today. They don't want to hear what's going to happen if you don't repent in the book of Revelation. Nobody even wants to hear anything about that. But if you truly love God, you'll be happy to know what Jesus is finally going to do 
to crush all the rebellion in this world, and nobody seems to ever talk about that. It's, I do. I do listen to a very. Um, I would say he's not alive now, but a very honest preacher who was never afraid to tell the truth, and he went through every book of the Bible with you. And if you didn't like what he said, well, you just have to look at the words there in the Bible themselves. So I think that we're very soft Christians, soft pastors, and uh, there is a certain scripture about the Protestant churches today being a little bit dead, mm-hmm. and we ought to be a more more attentive to what God says to the churches because nobody seems to care. Well, you know, but I, I, Mar- I do. I do respect your willingness to say that. I, I really do. Well, well, Mariah, I, I, if you just came in late, I want you to hear me say that I don't just say I'm sorry. I repent, and I am. I can't. Well, I could uh, say that. Yeah, yeah. So I, uh, you know, I am so sorry if it caused you, your husband, anybody to to go after that because I felt you know my wife and i both we talked about it we felt duped you know there was a guy named linsky who wrote a commentary on bible studies and he says the worst form of wickedness is perversion of the truth any perversion of god's truth and 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 you know um that there there was one uh, i read one interview with a guy who said he had to correct his family members because they were accusing him of being in error about the bible because the chosen said so mm. the chosen had a different variation of the story than the bible and he was placing yeah. there i mean so even though i believe i'm not saying dallas jenkins is not well intentioned i i think that what's coming out of that is poisonous there's some there's really some there's danger there's danger there <laughs> yeah. and you know paul says to do not despise prophecies, God's word, but test everything, hold fast to what is good, abstain from every form of evil. So if there's even the slightest distortion of God's word that takes place, we've got exactly. to call it out. Yeah. Sure. So Let me say this. Don't forget that it says in Revelation, don't add to these words and don't take away from them. Not just the words in Revelation, but from that entire book that jesus inspired to have written we are not to take away or add to it in any way but that's what people do and i'm not naive enough to think that this dallas jenkins or anybody else cannot be an easy tool for satan because the way satan is getting to us today is infiltrating the church Mm -hmm. he's not attacking us like the the martyrs of other countries who stay strong and their churches get stronger because they're being attacked from without. Mm-hmm. We are being attacked from within. And that's how Satan's working. And I think we ought to acknowledge Satan a little bit more mm-hmm. in this uh, day and age we live in. And he's thrilled that people never talk about him. Yeah. That's yeah. his goal. No, he you're right. to think we don't, he, well, so, I, I, I anyway. really, listen, I really appreciate you being willing to call in. Thank you for listening Thank you for being faithful, and uh, I will pray for your husband, uh, you know. and Thank uh, you. I've never been influenced by the Chosen. You didn't influence me, but my <laughs> husband is one of those that, you know, maybe it's, if the crowd is doing it, yeah. he might join in. Uh, keep praying for him, Mariah. I thank you for praying. Yeah, thank take you. care. All right. All right, we're going to take a, a quick break. Uh, glad you tuned in. If you want to call, listen, love to take your calls. 
844-777-7928, 844-777-SWAT. You can also email us questions at ask at SWATradio.com. Doug, I'm assuming we'll get a few of those this yep. week, so uh, feel free. Shoot us an email. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after the break. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomnehl.com. The Florida-Georgia Truth Network, Palm Coast Listens at 91.9. There is good news for the captive, good news for the shame, there is good news for the Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. Brad and Doug here on this Monday afternoon. Mariah, thank you for calling again. Doug and I are going to be working through Second uh, Timothy 2, 14 through 19, talking about discerning living in a deceptive world. What does it look like to guard the good deposit? One of my favorite verses there in the Bible. And uh, I was thinking of this verse you have in here, Second Corinthians 11, 3 and 4. But I'm afraid that as the serpent deceived Eve by his cunning, your thoughts will be led astray from a sincere and pure devotion to Christ. Hmm. For if someone comes and proclaims another Jesus than the one we proclaimed, or if you receive a different spirit from the one you received, or if you accept a different gospel from the one you accepted, you put up with it readily enough. Hmm. Those are pretty sobering uh, words from paul well i i i put you know that verse you know was one that i covered this week and what he says is you put up with it readily enough Mm -hmm. means that you tolerate it yeah you know it's like that one one of the churches in revelation he says you tolerate that jezebel Mm -hmm. you know you tolerate it and Galatians, Paul says, let them be a curse twice yeah. if they preach a different euangelion. And so a different Jesus. Um, and I shared Jonathan Rumi goes using the platform uh, to go promote a works-based Jesus. He talks about mercy, but you and I both know the theology of the Roman Catholic Church today is not the euangelion hmm. that Paul preached. It it is different. And so today 
church leaders, Brad, a lot of them, and ministry leaders, they they look on these these things that like the chosen and other things, and they don't see them as evil. They just say, well, you know, they because they look at. Listen, I don't believe Dallas Jenkins' intentions are bad. I right. don't. No, I agree. Um, but there's a lot of people. Do you think Uzzah's intentions in the Old Testament were bad when he reached out to put his hand on the cart? No. I, I, no. It, but but it was offensive. We have to discern good from evil and warn others. And, you know, I, uh, I Mariah, if you're still listening, if you shoot me an email at ask, A-S-K, at SWATradio.com, I will send you a link to the Bible study itself where I, I – did all this i mean it is it is my <laughs> confession my repentance and, and and everything that we're covering this week and uh maybe your husband could listen to it um i, I don't mind anybody i mean i you, you know our bible studies our swap bible studies are on soundcloud and you can get them by going there but sometimes it's kind of hard to get it to the right one so if you email me at ask ask at swatradio.com i'll just send it as a link and you can listen to it but um you know brad this is a serious issue today and again uh there there's multiple issues going on when i talked about that lady who fell at his feet and called him jesus uh, somebody jokingly refers to him as Jesus because he plays Jesus. And I mentioned this last night when we were talking a little about it at a small group. Uh, I, I don't think if, let's say somebody did a movie on Muhammad and somebody referred to the, there's the prophet Muhammad, mm-hmm. people would lose it. The, the Muslims would yeah. lose it because that's so holy to them. They've elevated it so much. We have syncretized pagan ways with our ways and we have become much more accepting of uh trivializing spiritual things trivializing jesus trivializing god yahweh Mm. and um and and it's serious and and we need to treat it as serious and so when god i I mean i was visibly shaking last week when i was confessing this because it was so um, it was just so emotional for me that as a leader, I didn't discern. And and here's the thing I was sharing with one guy, and he said, I didn't know that. Well, and now we become accountable. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, if you don't know something, right. it's like Paul says, you don't know that, that, that meat sacrificed to idols, that's one thing. But now you know, and if your brother's weaker, you don't do it in mm-hmm. front of him. Well, and I think to your point, the reason you brought up the LDS issue is – in a sense, you are promoting um, false doctrine. Uh, to say LD- that we worship the same Jesus. I- exactly. And uh, Vance Havner said this, it is possible to fraternize with unbelievers until false doctrine becomes less and less objectionable. Mm-hmm. And you think about the culture we're living in. False doctrine has become less and less objectionable, and we are so pragmatic in the church. You know, we're trying to fit the culture into the church rather than the church fitting into the culture. Yeah, well, you know well I, mean? I go back to Second John 10. If anyone comes to you and does not bring this teaching, and it's the correct teaching about the gospel, the euangelion, 
Do not receive him into your house. Don't give him a greeting. Whoever greets him takes part in his wicked works. And you saw last Wednesday, I had all the memorabilia that I purchased from the chosen. I had books. I had paintings. I had devotionals. And I took part in that. Hmm. And I supported that. And I repent of that. It, it, it is it, it is not right that I did that. And um, and again, I, I call on Dallas along with Vody and others to repent of that. And um, not, you know, I don't know that he will. Uh, one of the one of the telltale signs to me is a refusal to have dialogue. Now, to Dallas's credit, he has dialogue with Vody. Mm-hmm. But, has he? I haven't seen that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he has. Um, he still disagrees, but mm-hmm. but, but anyway, um, Lori went on a chosen uh, invite-only kind of website because Lori actually was in season three. She was mm-hmm. part of the cast. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, she was invited to be part of this discussion group. Well, she brought up, well, this wasn't biblical in season four. And she got a warning. She brought it up again, got a warning, and then she was booted from the group. She wasn't mean-spirited. She wasn't so no, no name dialogue, calling. No, no dialogue, no discussion. No, no, just asking, This saying this wasn't biblical. You know, uh, I, 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 I saw this scene, and this is what happened. And there were clearly some things in season four that went beyond the realm of Scripture. And again, it's covered by the phrase it is it's plausible but uh, it, it's not scriptural hmm. and it's a television show and that's how they get around it and you know i i was really convicted about that brad because if somebody is playing the part of jesus and and they're doing it with the quote premise to point people to the bible it's not honoring to God to not be biblical in what you're putting out. I, I, as much as you want to fill in the backstory, that's one thing to say these things we don't know, like culturally around mm-hmm. the time period. Yes, did Romans arrest Jewish people? Yes. Did uh, Jewish people struggle with their emotions about uh, Romans? Yes. But did Peter, was he a gambler? That's was Matthew autistic? Was little James? Uh, did he suffer with CP? These are liberties to try to make a point and try to say he could have been. This could is plausible, but then when something happens that is, um, yeah, her negative comments were all blocked. Anything negative, yeah. only you could only put mm. positive comments <laughs> on that site. So all that to say, this week we're looking at this this on um uh, uh oh lori said she just texted me she said only positive and uplifting <laughs> comments allowed which is what happens in our culture that's our culture the moment right? you start to point out somebody's flaw or something wrong they shut you down and say no and we it can't be that way with scripture what did paul say to peter when he refused mm. to eat with jewish i mean with uh, gentiles Peter, he says, you, you can't do that. Are you going to fall back into the, the mm. way you used to think? 
Paul, who was younger in the faith than Peter, rebuked Peter publicly, he says, and Barnabas. So, well, uh, Thomas Watson said this, Lori, you'll, you'll appreciate this. Whoever is afraid of submitting any question, civil or religious, to the test of free discussion is more in love with 